Ever want to know what it's like to see naked robots fucking kill while Hannibal Lecter's giving some monologues in the background during the Wild West? Well, we're here to talk about the new HBO show, Westworld. This episode of the podcast, cue the music. Welcome, everyone, to the Entertainment Fake Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Prosek. We took uh, last week off because, uh, you know, Thanksgiving was here and decided, you know, visiting family, other people were busy, so we'll take the week off. We gave you a new episode of Film Tweakers where I sat down with Heath Rumble to look at Interstellar. And actually, the guest I'm sitting down here with again today, he's from episode 20, Josh Sibley. How's it going, Josh? Good. Am I on the normal podcast again, or is this like a, a Westworld spinoff podcast? I, I never know which podcast I'm on. <laughs> this is the normal podcast. Oh, so I'm like a like a re- repeat host. You are. You're who has like who has like the most? Like I want to be like the Alec Baldwin of your uh, of your <laughs> I, show. I think at the moment that's Caleb Jones has been on it uh, about three three times or so. So you're you're close. Oh, that's that's nothing. That's nothing. You, you just won't leave, and you'll be on all of them just to. All of them. Then I'll be like a guest star, and I'll, I'll play Donald Trump for a while. Oh, God. Um, so, yes, we're here to talk about the HBO show Westworld. We are recording this. The season one finale just finished, and we're going to get into that stuff. But before we do, we'll get into the plugs. And uh, like I said, we have another podcast on this feed called Film Tweakers. Josh and I are actually going to be prepping in the next few weeks and hopefully the rest of the year, doing some film tweakers of the Star Wars prequel trilogy. That'll be interesting, to say the least. <laughs> Trying to fix those films is going to be quite difficult. But uh, So check out Film Tweakers or the Entertainment Fade podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, Blueberry, all those places. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe so we get the word out to more potential listeners. And um, if you'd like to see more Entertainment Buffet content, we have our EntertainmentBuffet.com site. We are on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. And in the next couple weeks, we have not one but two Christmas-themed sketches, one of which that me and Josh wrote and one that uh, me and Jerry Gonzalez wrote here in Illinois. And, uh, yeah, they're coming this way, so stay tuned for when those dates come out. But before the uh, end of the year, we're going to be seeing two Christmas-themed sketches. Um, hopefully before Christmas. Hopefully before Christmas, that'll be the that'll be the ultimate goal. Um, <laughs> if you'd like to email the show, email us at entertainmentbuffet at gmail dot com, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the pros p r o z e. And uh, yeah, please listen to some of my friends' other podcasts. We got Movie Trailer Trash, Brothers Marvel, and the Slabberknocker podcast about trailers, comic books, wrestling. It's about uh, pretty much all these podcasts cover all the nerdy shit you need to know, guys. So uh, check those out as well as ours. Well, like I said before, I'm sitting down with Josh Sibley again. You were just on last episode, Josh. We talked all about the winter movie season, but now we're jumping on over to TV to talk about Westworld. Oh, is this like episode 21? This is episode 21. Oh, so I'm like a back-to-back host. Back-to-back guest. That's that's a rarity. Take that, Alec Baldwin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, 
Would you like to reintroduce yourself, or you think pe- uh, the listeners should just know who you are? They should just know who I am at this point. But if they <laughs> if they need to know, I'm I'm Josh or or J Scott Sibley, depending on what you've seen me in or around. Um, filmmaker by trade, I guess. I'm the director of the of the upcoming Christmas sketch, Christmas Present. Director and producer of that, and co-writer. I'm an award-winning writer now that we talked about. <laughs> You're going to throw that out as much as I'm you gonna can. I'm going to throw that out there. I wrote, uh, I co-wrote the uh, the Outcast, which was at the Driftless Film Festival. Um, so those are my credentials, which aren't very many, but oh, well, they're saying I'm really bad on like, first dates. Like this is, this is what this feels like. Like, tell me about yourself. <laughs> I have a cat. <laughs> yes, that... Uh, I'm going to be launching my own podcast. It's about movie reviews. No one's ever done it before, so I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I know what you mean. You're trying to rattle off credentials, and you're like, "That's uh, no, that's it. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's I, all I, I got. I graduated school. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, before we get into talking about Westworld, we'll do our LOL of the week. My LOL of the week is uh, I've been putting this off for most of 2016, and this may not be an LOL to some people, but go ahead and hate. Leave the comments. I don't care. LOL of the week. I watched Batman versus Superman. I uh, <laughs> Both during and after, I felt like Jason Bateman and a lot of the characters in Arrest Development where they kept saying, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> because I was better off just I knew spoilers I knew plot points I knew everything that really happened in the movie I just hadn't officially seen it but like I was hoping that you know maybe it's kind of somewhat better than what I've heard maybe it's like not a total piece of garbage maybe it's just like just bad but no it's it's I hate to say pretty much a piece of garbage and it was just hilarious how I was able to tweet out how I find this funny how there were people who sat around in a production studio or an office or wherever, and they said, you know what? This idea that Zack Snyder has, this is worth $250 million for a production budget and maybe another 100 or 150 into advertising. Like, this this seems like a golden idea. Hilarious to me. Just absolute <laughs> laughed out loud when I thought of that. We move on. Josh, what is your LOL of the week? I had a dream the other night. <laughs> Okay, hear me out. I had a dream the other night. I was running late for dinner with some friends. And uh, the reason I was late is because I was browsing SlashFilm.com, of course. (laughs) And uh, on there, there was an article saying that John Goodman had gone missing. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, that's not good. And no one could find John Goodman. And he just got cast in some movie, but no one knew where he was. And I was like, strange. And so I went to dinner with my friends, and I woke up. And I was like, what a strange dream. I fell back asleep, and I had a dream. I had to do a script read at a Buffalo Wild Wings, of all places. <laughs> and there was a, it was a, like a long rectangular table, and too many actors showed up, and I didn't have enough parts. And I also really wanted a circular table. So I asked everyone, like, hey, can we get the circular table? And uh, so then I, I was there, and I was getting everything together, and everyone started putting on lipstick. I didn't understand what was happening. And then the TV was going and interrupted to inform me that they had found John Goodman. <laughs> So, wait, your dreams, they continued the, the story I, arc? <laughs> the story arc continued on, and then I woke up, and I immediately Googled to make sure John Goodman was okay, what? and then I decided, hey, you know what, 
Doing shrooms before bed is a bad idea. So, so wait, how far away were, like, these two times that you were sleeping? Was it, like, within, like, a half hour you fell back asleep, or... I mean, it was the middle of the night, so I woke up, went to the bathroom, went back to sleep. So, I mean, it was it was a little while okay, but in it between, was, it, but it was still, like, it wasn't like, you know, you woke up for a second and fell back asleep. Like, it was, like, a, a chunk of time, you know. And your mind was just like, you weren't done with this storyline. <laughs> you have to find... I often dream in storylines. Sometimes there's music that gets added to my dreams. That's... Sometimes, sometimes I'll go into, like, I'll be in first person... And then, like, I had a dream last night that I was doing something on a train, and I had to, like, get my camera or something, but I wasn't supposed to. And then I, I had a voiceover at the end of the dream where I was like, no, I have to have a camera. I have to do these things. And music started playing, and then I went to third-person dreaming, and I, like, had shots of me edited as I was walking away. <laughs> I love how, like, all your things are still, like, film entertainment related. Like, you were doing a table read with actors, and yes. jo- you, were, you were scrolling through Slash Film, John Goodman went missing. <laughs> like, it's, oh, that is... <laughs> In reality, I'm a very boring person. <laughs> that is... That because is, <laughs> I'm very one-track-minded, apparently. That is wonderful. But uh, <laughs> we digress. Westworld. Westworld. So if you guys... Spoilers have, abound. I was going to say, <laughs> if you haven't seen season one of, of Westworld, spoilers for the whole thing. The finale just happened. We're going to be talking about stuff that connected throughout the season. We're going to be talking about the finale, where we think things will go for season two. So let's just dive in. First thoughts on the finale, Josh. What uh, what shocked you? What did you love? What did you not love? Um, I don't like the internet anymore. Um... <laughs> Well, everyone was right about everything. I mean, all the way down to someone guessed uh, Arnold's last name. Yeah, that was... So that's one thing I'll say about Westworld is, like, when there are Reddit users and, you know, everyone with the podcasts, like, like, I listen to Decoding Westworld, and they have just talked about crackbot theories and theories, like, all season... And the sad thing is there are some people that way back in, like, episode two and three guessed a lot of the major twists. So it was kind of... I can understand how that was anticlimactic, but... They, I mean, they were still they were still good twists to me. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I would have been more shocked if William wasn't the man in black. Okay. I would have been like, oh, my God. But we knew that was happening. Yeah. Now, see, I wasn't as much of an avid watcher, apparently, as some people are. I didn't notice the whole thing with the logos being different, and well, I probably would have picked it up by now. Apparently, tw- uh, HBO tweeted something like, pay attention to the logos or something. Yeah, so they gave people hints and everything, but uh, I don't know. I I mean, I got to the habit of watching it on Sunday night, so I didn't get as much spoiled for me as I did when I was watching it, like, in the middle of the week. Yeah. Um. But I still really enjoyed it. It was a very, very well done show. Yeah, I, I definitely just, think just all that, around. I definitely think they were able to craft a season one that it does set up some stuff for season two in a way. Not quite, maybe like major cliffhangers. Like Samurai we'll get into, World. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, but that they also there was stuff that had a beginning, middle, and end. So, like, it felt kind of like a mini-series, yet, the, like, it is going to be Yeah, it, it definitely had a finale feel to it. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, like, we'll get into what was probably the most shocking thing. Uh, I mean, I had a feeling that they may go this route just because of the actor's age, but, like, they kill off Anthony Hopkins. I figured they'd kill off Anthony Hopkins because he's Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, me too. I had a feeling, like, I mean, he, he doesn't want to... He's not one of... Yeah, he's not one of those he's going to stay in a series for forever. I mean, if he Especially was... Especially one that's become popular. I could see him coming back in a flashback or something, but... Yeah, I mean, I looked online. I think he's 78, so, like, he probably didn't want to sign on to... Because his character is, I'm pretty sure, in every episode, if not, like, 9 of the 10. So, like, he probably didn't want to sign on for a shooting schedule that intense again. I believe he and Jeffrey Wright are the only two actors who appear in every episode. Yeah, and... So it's funny, like the, we could talk about the final scene. We'll kind of go backwards, even we don't have to recap the whole episode. But so there's that final scene where Anthony Hopkins was told by uh, Tessa Thompson's character, like, okay, you have to announce you're going to retire, and he goes up, and then all of a sudden Dolores is walking up with a gun, and it's like, oh shit, what's Dolores going to do? And then you notice the one you didn't figure she was going to shoot him by that point. No, I thought what she was going to do was what she did after, which she started shooting the crowd. So, like, I thought he was just going to, you know, stand there. He, he, but he said goodbye to, to Bernard and everything. Yeah, I mean, I guess I was just, like, I figured, like, he was too ego egomaniacal to go out in that way. Like, maybe he would have let her start shooting some other people first, and then she would. I'm not sure. I, uh... But yeah, I I was just when she was walking up, I was like, okay, is she gonna start shooting the crowd? Kind of like the whole Wyatt thing that went on, or but well, she she is Wyatt. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like sort of like that Wyatt storyline. That what that was his new narrative was to release them. Yeah, so it's <laughs> this show's a mind fuck, though, honestly. <laughs> Like, try, like the three <laughs> trying to explain it, yeah. The, but. the three timelines, like I uh, actually, our, our friend Jerry, um, he hadn't heard some of these theories. He had somehow been like unsullied, hearing a lot of these twists and turns that people have predicted since like episode two. So I was explaining some of them. He's like, "What? You think the man in black is William? You know, like what? You think there's?" you know, three <laughs> timelines going on. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, Jerry, like this is what people have been guessing for weeks. <laughs> yeah. But, the timeline theory. I don't know. I didn't pick up on it for a while. And then once it was kind of pointed out, it's like, okay, I totally buy into now that there's a, there's multiple timelines. See. And like, this is one thing we can get into. And like, we're not just talking about just storylines on the show, but just the production in general. Like, this has been a show that's had a lot of troubles. Like, the, the pilot was shot, like, way back in, like, 2014. And, like, things have just been slow to get off the ground because it costs a lot of money. A lot of big-time actors. There's a lot of nudity, a lot of violence. You know, big production value trying to recreate the Old West. But, um... And they shot on film, too. Yeah. And my thing was... I was wondering if they would see that audiences would guess this stuff so soon and maybe they would think about changing some stuff at the last minute. I don't think that they thought that the level of fan base would be there. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. also the other thing is is that it, it's a well it's a semi well written show. Semi. <laughs> I'll I'll give you my two senses in a little bit on uh 
where the show kind of falters. But it's it's uh, compared to a lot of shows, it's a well written show, right? Oh, I you can tell when they when yeah. they sat down to, to shoot episode one, they knew where everything was going to a point. Actually, apparently, yeah. it was around episode three that they had to halt production because they're like, "Wait, we need to figure out where this is going." <laughs> but I mean, I've heard conflicting reports on on what they why they stopped production. But um, there was, I mean, because. But that's the thing. It's like when they start to guess what's happening, it's it's because it's they lay down the clues for it. It didn't feel like lost or something like that, where it's just all of a sudden out of nowhere. There's a twist for the sake of a twist. Yeah, that is one thing I did like. I, I did like the, you know, there are things like the logos or, you know, how how do they point out that there's three to, to, uh and I know some people get upset when they say timelines because it's, it's time frames. Yeah, when there's three time frames or three time periods of the same story that um, Dolores, you can tell, is like the connecting piece, and she's, um, you know, in the one she's wearing the blue dress, and the one she puts on, uh, and two of the other ones she's wearing more the the pants and the the button down shirt. One of them, she gets her stomach kind of ripped open, so she's bleeding. So it's like that's the indicator between the three is like she's in a blue dress. One of them, she's bleeding from the stomach. The other one, she's not bleeding. So it's like if you do pay attention. Are you, are you saying that – are you saying like the the Arnold one is one of the, the time frames? Uh, where she's sitting for all the interviews? Well, you just keep saying there's there's three time frames, and I'm confused on what the third one is. Well, that's that's the thing up for debate, and it's kind of I don't know. Because to me, I'm, there's two time frames. There is present day, yes, which is the Man in Black and Ford and Bernard and Maeve escaping. Is that how you say her name, Maeve? Yeah, escaping and that. And then your other one is the Jimmy Simpson timeline, time frame. Well, yeah, so. How they explain it is in the Jimmy Simpson, uh, the young man in black uh, with his brother-in-law, Logan, that time frame, they say that the owner of the park died about five years ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so do you the, consider the Arnold thing a separate time frame? Cause yeah, so that's what some people said is because when, like, I, when I went to school, those were considered flashbacks. <laughs> well, it's because they're they're playing over a long period of time. You know, it's kind of just like three different. But we're know. seeing we're seeing like insert cuts essentially of all that stuff, the massacre and everything like that. Well, the, and they also it's all the sit down scenes with you know Arnold, which it's all philosophical, thought, but <laughs> which yeah, which we thought was Bernard, but it's actually Arnold, and that which people figure that one out too. Yeah, it's. <laughs> If you couldn't tell, listeners, the show is quite complicated. It's there's a lot of things going. on. I hope on. you're not listening if you haven't seen the show at this point. Oh yeah, no, they're probably like just, you should have, you should have turned this off. No, honestly, if you haven't seen the <laughs> show and you're listening, you're probably like, what in the flipping fuck are they talking about? Like none of this makes sense, and it really it's robots and it's but it's all it's all about you know being human, really. Well, and it's it's a show, and and I appreciate it. Uh, it's a show that doesn't. It it challenges the viewers to pay attention. It challenges the viewers to say, like, okay, you need to understand, you know, the fact that two or three time periods are happening. Like, that they're not going to just hold your hand and over, you know, do too yeah, but much I mean, exposition to so when it's, beat when you it over the head with it. So when it starts with the Jimmy Simpson stuff, right? Yes. 
when that starts with William and Logan and everything, we're seeing also like what a terrible time Logan had. Like <laughs> he brings his his you know brother in law there for a bonding trip, <laughs> and ends up getting strapped naked to a horse and sent down to the middle of the field to I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, but I mean he was but, kind uh, of a dick. <laughs> Yeah, but all, I mean, all he wanted to do is have fun on his vacation, and his brother-in-law didn't want to do anything. Then he falls in love with a robot, even though he's engaged to his sister, <laughs> and and then he's mad at him. That's actually what's so funny is and I, he's, I know, have seen this he's one. Like, I'm not having a good time, and it's like, well, I mean, he brought you all the way to this very expensive park, and then what's he do? He overtakes your company, throws you out into the middle of the desert. <laughs> You know, yeah, it's so funny because because he stabbed a robot to, to remind him, hey, hey, William, this isn't real, you dick, because you left me back in like the fort, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> there's someone that uh, said how like Logan is actually not a hero, but you know, he's the one being treated like terribly. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but. I think it's that's like that's like if you and I went to Disney World and then I just like <laughs> left you there. I mean, we can dive into more stuff in the in the finale. Like, OK, so what did you think overall this season of the Mave stuff? Uh, I got really bored with it at times. Yeah, the Maeve stuff. I liked it towards the end. Yeah, but, I think um, it took a little bit to get going. It's a, yeah, it took forever to get going. And I didn't really know where it was going. I liked her arc when she kind of became a badass. Yeah, it was. But before that, it took it took so long. It was just like, you know, it's because like I mean, first I, she wakes up and then all of a sudden a couple episodes later, then she um, realizes that she can make herself smarter. But then they tell her, oh, well, there's a bomb in your neck that'll blow up if you try to leave. But then she like gets them to remove that. And it, it was it was like it, it was such a long process that finally she does try to escape. But then she decides to go back. So it's like is the big twist that, oh, Th- this is one of the things that'll get you to not leave the park is that they created this daughter for you. So you'll want to go back to get her or, I mean, what'd you think of that ending with her going back to the park after she, it seeming seemingly looked like she was going to escape. I think she was going to escape. I don't think they would have had a, any issue with it. And I don't, she's probably not the first one to escape, you know, but I, I think that, her going back to her daughter was saying, you know, what Anthony Hopkins was kind of highlighting, you know, that they have a choice and some she made a choice that was no better than a human. Yeah. She she knew fully well that that wasn't her daughter, but the memory was still there. It was still part of her core memory and you can't escape that. And you can say that about people too. Well, yeah. You I know, th- I mean there's there there are bits and pieces of people that have like, you know, a memory or whatever. It reminds me of like inside out, you know. Yeah. They have like the little islands or whatever. Yeah, I I do have to say that's probably one of the more powerful things I think of the entire season was like because the ro- the the hosts or the robots they would have these flashbacks and like finally I forget if it was Bernard or if it was Maeve and they're just kind of like why does it, why does it feel so real and they're like well. Because, like, when humans remember stuff, they remember bits and pieces. You know, it's not perfect. But for them, like, it's literally like they're reliving it. And it's like that was... Yeah, they don't have the fragmented memory. That's so horrifying, like, to think of if you have this, you know, traumatic memory that, like, when you remember it, you literally... It's like you're placed back there to relive it again. It's not just like, oh, quick images, little bits and pieces. It is 
repeating that moment again as if it was for the first time. Well, also, I mean, their their suffering makes them conscious. Yeah, and so, so if she if she ignored that suffering she felt, then she wouldn't be conscious. Yeah. So I agree. Like I think towards the end, I was getting to really like her because you know she's gathering some other hosts and she's outsmarting you know the humans and but. I think it took a little bit too long to get going. I think they should have kicked her yeah. off a bit, like because I feel like her stuff didn't really even start until like episode four, and it's like okay, well that's like three hours before that, before she's even really a factor. She was just kind of a background player. That um, was my biggest issue with the show. Was, was too many characters. Too many, too many characters. Um, they easily could have taken off two entire episodes and just extended two episodes a little bit. Yeah, I can you know, see that. And cut out some stuff. Like, there was just, there was a lot of, you know, like, we had the episode where um, we found out Bernard was a host. Right. Right? Really good episode. Then the episode after that, we revealed something, so now we had to kind of sit around and wait for a while again. Yeah, I think that is, uh, I think that's one thing that, like, I respect, but also, like, it's it's... Like there's pros and cons to it is like I respect that the show isn't trying to be because like there are some shows that rush stuff because they're trying to cram so much intense like big moments and twists that it just you become desensitized to them. So like this, they kind of like they really let you just, OK, can you see where we're going with this? And you're, we're going to take our time and, you know, you, you're going to see like little bits along the way. So it's there's goods and bads to it. I feel, but yeah, I, I I would say maybe shave off an episode or two, or just maybe cut two or three of the characters. Um, but then again, like maybe that they the reason they wanted they all didn't need their own backstories is what got got tiring. Well, like okay, like Tessa Thompson's character came a little bit later in the season, and I yeah. was kind of like, do we need her? And also like the the snobby British guy who was like one of the writers. Like, he seemed pretty pointless by the end of the season. Yeah, and then the entire Elsie and Dollar Store Hemsworth storyline <laughs> didn't, yes. didn't go anywhere. So let's get into that. Out of all the things that were, like, kind of like a cliffhanger, I did not think that that would be a cliffhanger. It, is last episode, it wasn't even a cliffhanger, because, I mean, probably most people forgot about it. Well, like, cliffhanger in the sense that it just it went unsolved. Like, we... Either, you know, they think we don't care and they're just going to not touch on it again or they're like, oh, I think they got the renewal and then they cut the scene out. Yeah, I mean, so because he why my question was, why include that scene last time in the in the ninth episode where, you know, I think his name's Ashley in the show. Yeah, Ashley Stubbs. Stubbs, yeah, is he goes out and the Ghost Nation Indians attack him. Yeah. So was he supposed to die there or did Ford take him? Or I saw no bodies, so yeah. That, that's a if big I see a body, I'll believe it. But without a body, it's purposely done that way, so I'm left. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know if maybe they'd be killed, and then Ford would replace them with hosts. I mean, because yeah, Elsie, they showed Bernard slash Arnold, you know, choking her like twice between two different episodes when she disappeared last. And so it's like, okay, we see her choking, but, y- you know, you could put someone in a sleeper hold and then put them to sleep. It doesn't mean you're exactly going to kill them. So, like yeah. you said, no body, no crime. <laughs> I want to talk about my favorite character. Yeah. Ford. 
Okay. And I, I think I texted you this a couple weeks ago that I said I didn't think Ford was a monster like most people did. So go. That, so yeah, explain. Because a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people saw that Ford was uh, the villain of the of the series. He was the thing preventing the host from doing their their stuff, which they had right to believe. I mean, you saw him kill a lot of people. You saw him do a lot of bad things. I mean, I think the biggest moment, if people were ever unsure, was that he had Bernard kill Teresa. Yes, yes, but Teresa also betrayed him. <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> well, I mean, we're. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying he's a good guy. But I'm saying he's not the he's not this, you know, monster that people thought he was because he was trying to free them. He realized what Arnold was trying to do. And so he's trying to free them. I don't think he meant literally from like Westworld as much as he meant like from their loops. Interesting. So I wonder that that's one thing I wonder where that leaves us for season two. Exactly. Is it going to be they're going to try to wrangle all the hosts again but they're living on their own I mean it's very they're all gonna go wild and Chris Pratt's gonna show up and train several of them and they're gonna like have to go fight the new hybrid host they're gonna build and uh <laughs> oh wait that's Jurassic World oh well <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's gonna show up <laughs> yeah no and I agree I think Ford was one of the most interesting characters and it's not just cause it was Anthony Hopkins but because you know he has like this god complex he and you you wondered the whole season because we had heard about Arnold from towards the very beginning, but it was just like, what happened? Did Ford have him killed? Did Ford um, do something? Yeah. But then you realize by the the finale that it was actually Arnold who had himself killed by Dolores. But see the and then that's why Ford died in this episode because he completed Arnold's work. He did not command Dolores to kill him. That's true. He had Dolores figure it out on her own and have her own inner voice tell her that's what she had to do. That's what she had to become. That's what Arnold wanted her to do because now they're dangerous. Now they're sentient. Now they're they have a conscious conscience. Which does that make them human? No, and they were never supposed to be human. It's almost like, you know. We were created in God's image or whatever, not to get like too like theological here, but, you know, created in God's image. And so, you know, then we killed God, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what he's saying is that he's created these these creatures that are going to be better than humans. Hmm. I guess I never really thought of it that way. I mean, that it's maybe it's because we think about. I mean, Bernard knows how to make more of them. Maybe it's because we literally like just (laughs) about fifteen twenty minutes before we started the podcast, like just finished the episode. So I'm still taking a lot of it in. Yeah, (laughs) but that's that's what I took away was that that's why uh, Ford was doing all that because he wanted them to be free, and that's why he didn't like anyone else have control. And when he realized he was being outed and everything, that's when he had to get his final narrative finished. And then Teresa interrupted him by trying to sell off all of his information because that's not what it was. It's not a money making thing. Yeah. These are his creatures. These are his children. It's definitely a lot to take in. It's it's a very long, slow burn to get there, um, yes. especially when it was only, you know, a couple episodes ago that they revealed that 
<laughs> Bernard was a host, and then they revealed well, that I mean, Bernard... everything really picked up, but you had a lot of episodes of Jimmy Simpson kind of wandering through the uh, the desert. Yeah, and I guess that's and where I wanted... that got kind of that got kind of long. That's what I kind of wanted to talk about next was both the Men in Black storyline, both for Ed Harris's future, or we should say current day time period, but also Jimmy Simpson as the young him. Like, what do we think about this in general, now that we know where it all went? That, you know, Man in Black, he tried to find the maze, but then the maze was literally just, you know, a toy that symbolized this, and it wasn't actually like a physical place to go. I, I feel like they... They didn't want to foreshadow it enough that he was going to become the man in black that because it was it wasn't a last episode where he murdered all those people like episode nine it was but you saw like little things like i think it was way back in like maybe episode like five or six like he killed a couple people where it was kind of like in self-defense at first but then like another one where one of the hosts was kind of dying and, like, Dolores is like, we should save him. He's like, just let him die. Yeah, you're right. But it, it still felt kind of jarring to me. Yeah, like, they, they kind of... he went from, like, Mr. Oh, I care about stuff to, like, oh, everything's, a, you know, I'm just going to kill everything. Well, I think the big turning point was the moment on the train where, like, he actually sleeps with Dolores. Is, like, all of a sudden he's just like, you unlocked something in me. And it was like, oh, wait, he's doing exactly what Logan said. He's falling into, like, he's getting entranced with the park. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean just his his character changing from Mr. you know, I'm the hero, I have the white hat, I'm the cowboy to I'm the villain of this story. Yeah. But he can never find his meaning. With Ed Harris's character like I wonder if people are going to be upset that it wasn't like, you know, the finale wasn't them going into this big maze that it was more of a well like they kept telling him all season like the maze isn't meant for you. And then, like, it was out there in the open. It's like the maze isn't meant for you. Yeah. And then it's like literally, oh, it's not meant for you. It's meant for the hosts. <laughs> like, it's like, oh. And he's just like, ah, oh, well, what is this bullshit? You know, like, and he's all pissed. Yeah, but he did, he did kind of get his, his answer, though, because he got shot. He got hurt. And for the first time, it was real. Which, yeah, I guess that is what he said he always wanted was he, he wanted to Because did you look fight. on his face where he, he, he looked genuinely shocked when he was shot. True. Because now all of a sudden he feels something and his his thing is real. I mean, maybe it's my thing is, and this goes back to kind of like the Maeve thing, where there's a good three, four episodes where he's just wandering around with uh, Clifton Collins Lawrence. Jr. Lawrence. And it was then he picks up Teddy and he's with Teddy for a couple episodes. Like, it was... There was a lot of wondering and... A lot of going through the wilderness and going through different things where they reveal a different little twist. Because it's like, oh, he kills Lawrence, but then all of a sudden Lawrence shows up on the train. Or on the storyline with young Jimmy Simpson. Like, it just... I don't know. Like, now that I'm looking it back, like, I've seen... Because I was waiting to see where it all went for these ten episodes. Like, I'm glad that they didn't stretch this to, like, 13 or 15. Like, that's what HBO's good at, is they know, like, okay, our episodes are, like, a genuine hour. We're only going to do ten. But, like... Yeah, ten is enough. (laughs) And it just had me wondering. I'm like, man, they're wandering around the desert a while, and then they're on this train, and then they're here. And it's like, I guess I wonder... 
what general audiences are going to think that the maze wasn't an actual place. Because, I mean, that would have been cool if they showed up an actual maze, but then it's like, what, are you trying to do Maze Runner? I mean, I don't know. Well, to me, to me, what it felt like was, and this is exactly what the show was, was a J.J. Abrams production as done through the lens of a Nolan brother. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, because you have these ambiguous things like the maze, you know, because Abrams is famous for his mystery box, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't like to give away his secrets, which can be um, frustrating, to put it mildly. <laughs> like, why couldn't you just tell us who Ray's parents were, JJ? You know, why Why make us wait? But um, I digress. But, yeah, I mean, you, you have these, like, kind of vague mysteries that are set up. The maze, the, the you know, whatever. And then you have the answers to them ten episodes later, and they're not what you expected. Yeah. But in the same time, in true, like, Nolan fashion, the answers are there all along. True. And I think that's one thing I appreciate. Like you said, they're not they're not pulling it from left field where it's just like, and Ford has been a ho- uh, has been a host the entire time. It's like, wait, what? Why would he be a host too? You know, it's it's it, it wasn't a it wasn't a smoke monster the whole time. <laughs> so, the Man in Black was not a smoke monster in this case. It was not. What did you think of James Marsden's Teddy's Teddy character? I liked him. Yeah, I mean, it's just. If you really look at it, like he's well, he's not a main character. He's a he's a side character. Yeah, I guess it was like it kind of. He's one of the well. He's one of the few robots we or hosts we spend time with. I'm acting like I'm offending him by calling him robot, <laughs> but he's one of the few hosts that we spend time with. Yeah, that doesn't go through his own self awareness arc. Yeah, he he kind of. Do you know what I mean? He he kind of he's, starts, he's becoming aware something's wrong, but he's not like. His world is not shattered the way Dolores or Maeve or Bernard or... That's true. Yeah, and he... Or even, like, the way, you know, Clementine was kind of lobotomized. Like, he was kind of just, like, he got killed a few times for the first few episodes, and then, you know, he was brought on... He died constantly. Yeah, and then he was brought on the journey, and then, like, then he started remembering things about the man in black, and then at the end, all of a sudden he had the... Like, kind of, like, the realization that, like... He helped with Wyatt when, like, he thought, you know, like, he just said how Wyatt, you know, killed all these people. And then it's like, oh, wait, Wyatt and you did. And then, oh, wait, Wyatt is Dolores. <laughs> well, Wyatt's not real. What are you talking about Wyatt for us? Well, I guess my last thing on James Marsden is that, you know, he was just kind of there along for the ride. But he reminded me of, like, Jason Bourne or something. You know, where all of a sudden he pulls out these, like, crazy moves and kills a bunch of people. He's like, how'd I do that? <laughs> yeah. Because he's remembering it. Maybe it's because I've felt this way ever since, like, I saw him in the first X-Men. Is like, I feel like they could have done more with him. <laughs> like, and maybe they will in season two. Who knows? Maybe he'll go through his whole Yeah, you arc. know what? I've never seen something with James Marsden, and I'm like, that was enough of him. <laughs> like, I'm ready they to, always never do I'm quite ready to move on. Maybe 27 dresses. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he was good in 30 Rock. Um... <laughs> Yeah, like, it just, maybe that's what bugged me, is, like, I wanted him to eventually realize, because even... Uh, and maybe he will, but, it, I mean, that's the thing, is you have so many characters. Yeah. But you're a show, so you can do that. But, I mean, at the heart of it is Dolores and, you know, whatever story. But, yeah, the, the whole Wyatt thing was not real. 
Well, and the only reason they were well, even introduced right into it. it, like it wasn't like how he kept remembering, which it was this uh, man in like a Confederate soldier uniform shooting people. Is that what you mean? Like not real in that sense? Because like it did, Dolores did actually kill hosts. As yeah, but she didn't call herself Wyatt. Yeah. Okay. I just want to clarify. You just know, she so didn't some like put on a hat and go. She didn't put on a hat and go. I'm Wyatt. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna. He, it's not like it was part of a narrative. Yeah. He's just been that they were that they were making it seem like he's just been programmed to have a different memory of what happened. This is where we can. Uh, one thing you kind of. I do want to point out one more thing that bothered me. Okay, that bothered you, sure, and then I'll. That that bothered me because you want to move into season two. Well, I, I wanted to bring up the whole samurai world thing that we saw. Oh well, I want to talk about one more thing that bothered me. Just remind me of Wyatt. So okay, I don't I don't quite understand the rules of this park sometimes. Oh, that is a big this thing. Is a, a this, lot is, of podcasts this is a very about. this is a very um, Nolan esque thing. It reminds me of the you know the I don't think Jonah Nolan wrote Inception though. But it reminds me of the, you know, the Inception device uh-huh. thing. It's like, well, if it's a dream, couldn't they just brought, like, a tank? Or just, like, made themselves invincible? Yeah. Right? So, the whole time Ed Harris is like, oh, I'm a, I'm a you know, I want to feel something. But he keeps getting continuously knocked out by hosts. <laughs> like, that doesn't seem safe to me in any way. And then that one tried to, like, hang him? Yeah, so... Like, but that, once again, doesn't feel safe to me. Yeah, so... I mean, I'll just say what I've heard on other podcasts, and, you know, they could be wrong, I could be wrong, I'm not going to quote it as, like, this is what, you know, what is real or what I'm saying, but... So when you see... the the oh, so, so one example, like, we'll talk about Ed Harris and then the Jimmy Simpson version when he's younger. So when he's younger, he gets shot and he gets knocked back. And it, it kind of leaves like a little, not scar, but kind of mark. So like 30 years it's ago. like a rubber bullet. Yeah, so 30 almost. years ago, it like hurt. But then in the first episode, we see James Martin shoot Ed Harris, and it doesn't even hurt him. So like some people think that kind of back then, there was maybe a little bit less restrictions on that. And then like maybe now, the technology is developed enough that you can maybe change the... Because uh, also in the Jimmy Simpson, Logan time period, Logan gets beat the crap out of by some of the Confederate dudes. So it's like... Yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying, is that... So what they think... Yeah, so if they dulled it down, but he still, they knocked him unconscious so yeah, so this is several times. What I was getting to is they think that, like, when you sign up to go in the park, that you decide your level of, like, kind of pain tolerance, or, like, pain, like, that, okay, I want to give them the right to knock me out, but not, you know make me bleed. Hang me from a tree? Yeah, or like, you know, maybe he turned us up higher or, I mean, the the other thing they brought up is that the, ho- the, the horse is a host, too, so maybe the horse would have looked like he was going to run, but then stopped, or you know, maybe the, I mean, the tree is technically fake, too, so maybe the tree would have, yeah. the branch would have yeah, snapped. I mean, like, there's a lot of things that could have happened, but I get your point, is that it's it's very... But he was very concerned about it, is my point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If he lives in this world where he knows he can't get hurt, why would you be concerned about it? 
And that's that's a good question. I mean, I and another maybe thing they'll retcon it in season two, but that to me was the another th- a couple things like that. Another thing they brought up was like how do arrows work? Because like guns, it makes sense. Like guns, it's like they can go off like a blank, and then you can just have somehow the technology it hits the host, and then you know they just start bleeding, or it's like I. Yeah, I don't know how. You know, like, everyone's aim is perfect and, like, no one misses or something. But then how do arrows work? Do arrows, are those rubber? I mean, it's very, and that's one thing that's hard when you do these world-building type shows is, like, do you just have an exposition scene where someone's just like, well, how do the guns work? Oh, well, it's actually this device that does this. It stops the bullet from piercing or, you know, whatever. And that's where it's like, do you really? The guns didn't bother me because you're like, okay, it's just, just kind of magic. But it's just, it's just when they're only. When, <laughs> it's well, just I mean, magic. you can have, you can have stuff like that. That's fine, whatever. But when you have stuff like the, you know, the man in black can't get hurt, but he can get knocked unconscious. Yeah, it's it's a little muddy, and it's like, well, that seems dangerous to me. <laughs> yeah, it's a little muddy, and who knows? Maybe they'll expand on that in season two. Um, not sure, but uh, so yeah. I would have appreciated more clarification, but then again, it's one of those things that it's hard without being too exposition-y. Maybe that's what they're afraid of. But one thing that a lot of people were talking about was, and I haven't seen the Westworld movie that this is based off of, but apparently in the movie there's like medieval world and there's like ancient Rome world or something like that. There's different... Future world too, because that's the sequel. Yeah, so there's different worlds and opposed to just the Western. And so in... Maeve's uh, escape, she ends up in a room that is Samurai World. So, my question is for season two, do they bring some of these characters into different worlds, or do they do some of the season in other worlds? Maybe not Samurai, necessarily. Like, what? Because the show's called Westworld, obviously. But, like, where, I mean, where, yeah. where do we go with these multiple worlds? Do we jump back and forth is those are those spin-off series I, I don't know I don't want to see this become a franchise <laughs> me neither I really I really don't I don't want to see like samurai world and future world and because I mean where's your story gonna go yeah because they've already I I took it that that could have worked if we didn't have so many actual human behind the scenes characters you know what I mean like if it was just in West world. But, like, because we've seen, you know, Stubbs, Elsie, Ford, Teresa, uh, Tessa Thompson's character, because we've seen so much of them, why wouldn't they also just be in this other samurai world or whatever? Or is that just... I mean, it's... I don't know. People of the podcast who are listening, those of you who work at Disney, can you go to the other kingdoms? Like, if you're, like, you know, the Mickey Mouse of the Animal Kingdom, can you, like, wander over to the other kingdom? Or, like, do you not do that? (laughs) Are you employed specifically at one of the I think so. kingdoms? I think so. I mean, maybe that's what it is. I took it as it was a uh, fun little nod to the original. And so you don't think that they'll actually go? I somewhere. don't think they're gonna. I think it was just a uh, uh, Easter egg, a way to show that there is a, a bigger world. But I don't think it was an actual. I don't think Samurai World's actually there. Interesting. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't think it's a physical place. I think they're they're testing it. And, like, one theory that they didn't, they never answered either is, like, some people were wondering and they thought we would get there with the Maeve character is 
someone mentioned in one of the first episodes, like, oh, you know, like, how long are you going to stay for this cycle or whatever? Like, like of working, like when they're going to the go physical home. location of Westworld. So, like some people think it's like, for example, just on Mars. And so, like, they thought like Maeve would get out and like we live on Mars or something because, you know, there was a post apocalyptic thing and like everyone's dead. And it's actually the reason people want to go into Westworld is to like get- I would be I would be very upset if that happened. Like, that's that's just a, you know, I don't think there's much evidence behind the theory. It's just a thought, like, and I actually kind of, it was one of my favorite lines of the season, where, like, I think last episode of the episode before, Dolores is like, why do you think I want to get out? I mean, all of you guys are clamoring to get in. <laughs> so, like, that was yeah. kind of a thing, is, like, maybe the outside world is shit, you know? <laughs> like I took it as, it is, it is our world that we live in. Uh-huh. You know, maybe it's a little bit in the future or whatever, but that was the point was that it's a simpler time. It's a it's a place where you're not coddled. You're not, you know, I mean, especially with the way that, you know, our generation is and and, you know, how the world kind of is right now. That is, it's a place where you go and, you know, you get to really find yourself because you're not drowning in this technology and stuff. But then it's hypocritical because you are surrounded by technology. Mm hmm. It's the ultimate video game, almost. True. And it also just makes you wonder, because, like, all these people that are there, like, someone, I don't know if they specifically said it on the show for sure, or if it was, like, released somewhere. They said it's, like, something like 40 grand a day to be in Westworld. Yeah, they said 40, 40 grand a day. But then you see people be there for multiple days, and then, like, the one episode Dolores is painting, and you see a family with their child. So for just the man, the wife, and their child to be there... That I'm sure the kid was cheaper. <laughs> the discount. But still, like, at least, okay, minimum 80 grand a day. And some people were there, you know, multiple days. I mean, William and Logan, even though they're obviously rich enough to buy the thing, they were there what seemed like could have been weeks. It's, it's very just, like, what is... Like you said, what is the future world like? Is everyone just rich, but they're not happy because they're all rich so that this is what they spoil themselves with or where they can spend weeks on end in a fake world? I do have to agree. I think Ford and maybe Bernard were like my favorite characters. Um, yeah, they were they were the easily the best because their stories were very... I like Jeffrey Wright, too. Oh, yeah. He's a really good actor, and so, you know, that kind of influenced it, but... He it would they were still be more interesting of it because I kind of like the inner workings of the park rather than some of like the narrative stuff that was happening within the park. Yeah, because I mean you know it's all fake, so it was hard to to care. I mean I get what they're going for now in hindsight because it's not really fake anymore. Yeah, like they had the moment in the finale where you know Dolores was stabbed by Ed Harris and she's dying, and then like Teddy takes her to the beach and he's like you know like she's dying in his arms it's like well why are we supposed to like yeah it's the whole question yeah they can feel pain so are they human blah 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 blah. but it's like why am I really supposed to care because they're just gonna wake up and be back to normal yeah. but then like you said well cause it was part of Ford's narrative yeah and then they were they it's do that big one, reveal but yeah but I mean to me it was you know yeah, it doesn't really matter, but I guess that these are people that just can't die. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
My question is, now that we've we just finished the season, and you know this could change in the next couple months while we have more time to think on it. But I mean, if you had to give, say, like a letter grade of season one, like just Westworld, the show so far, what what, what would you give it? A B plus. I think that's fair. I think that's. I was probably going to say B B plus, like maybe an A minus. Like maybe you know I'll rewatch it and I'll enjoy some things more now that I know where it goes, but B plus seems fair. I don't have any immediate need to rewatch it. Is my Same. is my feeling? I I don't feel like I would get that much more out of it. Where it's like a TV show like Fargo, yeah, or something like that. Like you know, there's immense pleasure in rewatching it. This I feel like I'm gonna have to sit through those those awkward middle episodes where I'm waiting for. <laughs> stuff to happen. It's kind of like, I mean, to look at, like, Nolan's work, like, The Prestige. Like, not saying, like, you know, Prestige is a B-plus. I think Prestige is amazing. But, like, the 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 feeling what I'm trying to compare them to is that because a lot of season one was built on some of these twists with the different time periods, you know, Bernard is actually a host and he's actually created based off Arnold's look and actions and backstory and then you know uh, stuff happening with Maeve Ed Harris's Jimmy Simpson like all this stuff that once you know it's like okay is it as rewatchable because I know like Game of Thrones there's twists that you see coming but there's also you know the entire season isn't hinged on the last episode being like a mind blowing you went on this journey twist yeah, it was a lot better than, than most twists you would have. And, you know, as a writer, Jonah Nolan, is he's a, he's a good writer, but he does suffer from the same kind of stuff that his brother does, too, and I think they work better together. Well, what they, what they like to do is they like to, you're standing on a rug, and they pull out the rug underneath you, and then there's just another rug there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then, because you, you expect there to be a trap door, but there's not. There's just another rug. And it works well for movies like The Prestige or Interstellar or anything like that. Because those you are know, only two the, hours, you know, if you really yeah, do want to well, so, rewatch. I mean, but Westworld what is I'm a saying ten is hour. The, 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 twist, <laughs> the twists in, in those movies hold up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I th- like, like, even if you know that, you know, Hugh Jackman's the bad guy or, you know, that the ghost is actually Matthew McConaughey the whole time. Yeah. The, the the twist holds up. Yeah, it, it makes the, it adds another level to the to the 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 film. But with Westworld, I felt like because I mean a lot of stuff you predicted, you knew that the Men in Black was was Ed Harris or was well, obviously it was Ed Harris, but it was Jimmy Simpson or that Bernard is a host or whatever, right? And the Bernard is a host one worked for me, but the the Man in Black thing is like I felt like it was just spinning its wheels. Almost like the whole the whole show was a poker game, right? Yeah. And so we'd have episodes in which the player, which is, you know, Westworld, would show its hand. Mm-hmm. And you'd get all excited. And then the rest of it was sitting around waiting as it kept the, the cards close to its chest. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's why I agree on the B+. Plus is, like, because the production design the uh the elaborate the acting the, the directing yeah, everything was everything was about the show was great it was just, like, those were like the couple nitpicky things i had with it it was like watching a 10 hour movie and what i mean by that is like you said they shot it on film like it felt like 
it, it, like Game of Thrones, like you can't just but help but just enjoy the overall spectacle of it. It, it was just so much happening at once because they're juggling between the scenes well, it's, where it's futuristic. It was fun to watch a show, yeah, where you're waiting, you know, every every week to see what's going to happen. You got theories. I mean, it was fun. Yeah, that's that's what I, that's what I enjoyed about it. Um, I, I guess I was hoping for a bit more of a punch on the stuff, but maybe that's, you know, like you said, maybe that's because we shot ourselves in the foot by reading so many theories. So, like, maybe what I'll do for season two is, like, maybe I just won't listen to a podcast. Yeah, right. My my last controversial statement is I kind of wish that they weren't doing another season. You, you wish it was more of a miniseries? I think that it had a really good ending. I mean, you didn't tie up the Stubbs and Elise thing, but whatever. You know, I could look past that, but I would like to, you know, that could be answered and they could have found a way if it was going to, you know, not finish. But I I just I worry where it's going to go for season two. I'll probably give it a rewatch maybe closer to when season two is coming out. Uh, I I don't see this as a show that I'll buy on DVD. You know, I'll just, you know, watch it on HBO now and whenever I want to. Where this, you know, knew it was going to continue, so they could. So I definitely, yeah, I definitely think this is... Like currently running, I think this has to be one of the better dramas out there. Um, yeah, because of just the production value and the actors involved, like it's definitely, definitely quality. We'll move on to our last segment here. I hate people, where we get to just vent for a second about certain some uh, certain uh, people. Uh, it could be a particular person. It could be people in general. But uh, so mine is. I, th- I I think Josh. I think I'm being ghosted by someone. <laughs> like uh, I've never been ghosted, and for a while I I like kind of heard the term, but didn't re- like think that that would happen to me. And it's basically you know an editor that shall remain nameless in case he ever listens. <laughs> uh, he has two episodes of a web series that I'm trying to work on for Entertainment Buffet, and he has a hard drive of mine, and. I text him maybe every other week, you know, just kind of trying to check in, meet up with him, get my hard drive back, get the footage, and haven't heard from him in, like, four months, three months? Like, (laughs) it's, I... (laughs) That's, yeah, it's always the, the worst. I think it's just my thing is, like, okay, like, after a certain point, like... You can stop using the excuse, like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't check my phone. It's like, okay, now you're just doing it deliberately. And, like, I just think it's a terrible way to, you know, to conduct yourself when, you know, we're working on a project. This isn't just, like, a friend. Oh, he's he's not talking to me all the time. I said sup, and, you know, he didn't get back to me. Yeah. Like, this is, like, you, you have a hard drive of mine. You have projects that you've promised to finish. Like, come on. At least get back to me and say, hey, sorry, busy. Hey, this. But, like, come on. Come on, people. We should be more adult. This shouldn't be a. <laughs> this shouldn't be a thing. That's that's my event session. Josh, who do you who do you hate this week? Um, I'm gonna say, the just to tie it all together, the Westworld theorists, theorists or whatever, or just you want to call theorists them. and for shows in general. No, just the Westworld <laughs> ones. Because. Well, I mean, how many how many of you have these come across and it's like a fun theory and you're like, you know, oh, Walt's going to kill Jesse. But that didn't happen. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe it was just bad writing. So maybe I just hate Jonah Nolan. You, J- Jonathan Nolan? <laughs> well, he goes by Jonah, I think. Oh, you know him personally. 
I do. <laughs> well, that's where I see him credited as all the time is Jonah instead of Jonathan. Interesting, but uh, so yeah. you, you're not a fan of these people that they guess it so correctly, or? Yeah, I just just there's just it's like the uh, the whole thing with Better Call Saul, where they spelled out the episode titles, you know, uh-huh. to say Frings back. Yeah, and it's just like get a life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to sound mean. Like it's. It's all fun. I mean, we just spent you know an hour talking about Westworld. It's all. It's all fun and games. But when it's just you know, too much. Go do something else. Yeah. When you, when you're guessing. When you figured out all these you know, crazy things because you divided something by something and you know went and looked at the episode eight times and and delved into it. Just go go do something else. Okay, I always like to do after I hate people. So take a nice breathe in and a breathe out. Ah, fuck people. Feels good. Feels good. Well, Josh, it was uh, awesome to have you uh, back-to-back episodes from 20 to 21. The uh, mm. the podcast, if it were a person, can now legally drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's good. That, that is good. The episodes will start getting way more interesting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Westworld, it was, it was fun talking about it. A lot of theories, a lot of... Uh, a lot of weird things going on, a lot of predictions, and yeah, it's it's certainly a divisive show. As we said before, we have a sketch that uh, me and Josh co-wrote, and then he's uh, in Minnesota that he directed and produced. It's I think it, I think it turned out really well. You know, not even a month ago, we were just coming up with the idea for it, and we were able to throw it all together. So it uh, it'll be it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, I look forward to people seeing it. So, yeah, you can check that out on Entertainment Buffet on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. You can also... And Vine. <laughs> subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss that. And also a uh, another Christmas sketch coming from me and Jerry Gonzalez. We shot in here in the Chicago, Illinois area called Christmas Party. Not to be confused with the T.J. Miller, Jason Bateman uh, comedy coming out, Office Christmas Party. But um, So we have that coming out in the next couple weeks as well, as well as some new web shows and other s- original sketches coming uh, in early 2017. Yeah. Uh, also, for this podcast, please subscribe, rate, review. Um, if, if you're not on iTunes, if you're an Apple hater, you catch us on Podbean, Blueberry, Stitcher, Stitcher Google Play, all that stuff. And uh, please yeah, leave comments on what you think of the episodes. Uh, we have another podcast that coincides with that called Film Tweakers. That, like I said, month of Christmas when Star Wars Rogue One's coming out in the next week or so. Josh and I are going to be taking a look back at the Star Wars prequels. So stay tuned for those coming into the new year. So if Rogue One sucks, does that count as a Star Wars prequel that we're going to like tweak? Uh, depends. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how it is. We'll do that after we do episodes one, two, and three. But if it's uh, if it deems tweak worthy, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, Josh, anything uh, anything else you want to plug or uh, or close out on? Make sure you check out my totally awesome stuff that's going to come next year at some point. <laughs> I'll have things. How specific? How specific? <laughs> well, we'll have something. It, it may be here. It may be other places. <laughs> but it'll definitely be around. So look forward to that in 2017. Alrighty. That's the name of the show. <laughs> it may be here, it may be there, but it'll definitely be around. <laughs> That's a long title. And end of the podcast.